took me a very, very long time to make a second episode, so I apologize about that. Uh, but welcome back to Rampage's Random Ramblings uh, Episode 2. About a month and a half after the first episode, so... Yeah, there's a lot to talk about, um, but I want to keep this episode a little bit shorter than my first one. Um, and I preemptively apologize for any sound issues. I'm in a different environment this time. I don't have any, like, ways to dampen echo or, like, fan sound or anything like that. So if there's anything going on, uh, sorry about that. Nothing I can really do. But, uh, really, all I want to talk about in this episode... Um, that really caught my eye, because I can't talk about the DSFL draft, right? Uh, pretty much anything I say could be construed as a leak, so I'm going to keep that on the down low. And instead, I want to talk about uh, the NSFL draft, specifically in regards to where some of my, my ducks went, um, and what teams can kind of expect from them uh, going into the future. So... <clears throat> We're going to start uh, pretty pretty fast with uh, round one, pick eight. Uh, the voiceless creator, a defensive tackle that went to Chicago. And honestly, uh, I think this dude's going to be a GM in probably four, not even four, like three, four seasons. Like He has all of the traits that I think you need to have to be a GM. He's dedicated, he knows how to test, he knows how to, like, have a good locker room culture. Like, I think he has all of the pieces in place. He just needs time to season, you know? Everyone does, right? Not everyone's ready to be a GM out of the gate, but I think if uh, Frick and Welkers nurture him right, I think they might have a replacement GM uh, on their hands whenever they want to step down. Uh, scrolling a little bit further down, uh, round three, pick number 25, uh, went for, for Furson, uh, safety Buck Thornton. And honestly, I expected him to go a little bit higher, but I think the reason he sort of fell a little bit was he wasn't super active on Discord, like outside of our Discord. Um, he didn't put out a huge amount of media, and he didn't really advertise himself a lot. There were a lot of other safeties. Um, Light Noir, uh, Bear, uh, Matt Cross. Um, those guys, they really put themselves out there, you know? They put out a lot of media, or they were really active in Discord, or they were doing other stuff. But honestly, I think... Fur has the potential to be the best out of all of them. Like, no shade to the rest of the guys. Like, they're all awesome. Uh, Light Noir actually gave me a ton of help on the awards committee last season by organizing the DSFL guys. So, Light, thank you. Uh, you got, you earned your bonus this season, to say the least. Um, but Thornton, I think, is going to be really, really good. Uh, he won't be, like, the most active guy in the world, like, in terms of Discord activity. Like, updates, there's no question. Like, the dude's a beast. I think he's already maxed, which is pretty crazy. Um, but I really do think he's going to be an amazing safety uh, at the next level. So, next up, uh, we have uh, just four picks later. Uh, pick 29, Russ drives the bus, Lawrence Bass. Um, another, like, great player. 
he was one of the team captains we had last season, along with um, Voiceless, and I think he earned that spot. Um, he was one of the people that really helped uh, me kind of <laughs> helped me kind of acclimate to being a DSL GM. Um, he was really really helpful with uh, scouting, you know, making sure prospects felt welcome, that sort of thing. Um, and I think San Jose is going to be extremely happy with him. Um, yeah, I, I really don't have much else to say. He was just an excellent person to have uh, in our war room. All right, next up, uh, round five, pick number one in that round, pick 49 overall. Uh, we had Morsey, William Alexander. Um, wide receiver, he was kind of similar to Thornton in that he didn't put himself out a lot. Uh, he wouldn't pop into Discord a whole lot with us uh, either, but his earnings were really good. Like, he was earning fast. Um, he would occasionally pop in, you know, when big things happened. Like, during the draft, he was popping in. He was really happy to go to Honolulu. So, um, I think they got themselves a really, really dedicated player. Um, and I think he's going to be another player that... He's kind of a sleeper, like he wasn't, <clears throat> like he wasn't super active, like the top wide receivers, like he wasn't like, uh, oh god, where who was who was the first wide receiver drafted? Let's see. Oh wow, there wasn't a wide receiver drafted for a while. Um, he's not like a quirky turtle, uh, Jita, who was one of the top wide receiver prospects on Yellow Knife's board at least, um, going into the draft. Um. But I think he's going to be a really solid receiver. Uh, he's dedicated to the team. So, Honolulu uh, picked a really good one. Okay, next up, going down a little bit, round six. Uh, pick 69, nice. Uh, <laughs> Dagumpa, Dex Kennedy, linebacker. This guy we actually picked up off of waivers really early into the season, if I remember correctly. Um... And he was stoked um, going to Baltimore. Um, he was a really, really nice dude uh, when we were talking. Uh, really happy to have him on the team. Um, especially now that a bunch of our players got called up. Uh, I believe we're getting him back next season, which is going to be great. Um, he's a great guy in the locker room. Uh, really fun to talk to. Um, yeah, I really don't have much else to say um, about him. A uh, great player for Baltimore, and I think he's going to be um, a real contributor uh, going into the future. Okay, we have a whole friggin' load of picks uh, in the next couple of rounds. Uh, so round seven, uh, pick 74, uh, we have Jamar Laxon, Ben Dover, uh, running back. and Oh, man. Honestly, he was pissed to be picked this low. Uh, and I think he's going to really use that to kind of fuel him. Um, like, he's already maxed out. Like, he's a monster of an earner. Like, he's at 300-something TPE. Like, he's up there with the top guys. Um, his media is really fun to read. Like, I don't know if you've read it, but it's basically... It's basically, um, like... Well, Lamar Jackson, you know, a lot of people, oh, he can't throw the football. All he knows how to do is run. And it's like, 
it's kind of the opposite of that, where he acknowledges that he has throwing talent, but he just wants to play at running back, which I thought was uh, pretty funny to read. Um, and he's going to be a really, really great earner for San Jose. They've been struggling at running back for a while. Uh, season 18, they picked up Bex, who then, uh, I don't know if she used an option or whatever happened there, <coughs> where she eventually went to NOLA. Um, but she eventually ended up there, so they drafted Quindarius Ty Rucker, who went IA, I think? Or if he's not IA, he's, like, pretty IA. Like, he's not updating, um, as far as I can tell. So, they've been kind of having a bad string of running backs recently, and I think he's going to be, um, a really, really great player to have. Uh, next up, right after this... Uh, Django Rhino, Mario Von Pebbles, man, I love Django, like, he is awesome, he's like Franchette with slightly less liquor, um, which can be seen as a good or a bad thing, you know, depends on how you see it, but, um, really, he, he's an incredible locker room presence, he is the hype man, um, in Minnesota, and the fact that he fell down to 75, um, is pretty insane to me. Uh, Philadelphia got themselves a massive steal here. Um, at a position of importance as well. Like, he, he is going all in now. Uh, he's going to start earning. Um, and I really do think he he's going to be amazing uh, coming up. <coughs> uh, next, after this, hold on. I'm going to drink some water real quick. Okay, next after that, uh, number 84, we have Reaper 11B, Matt Krause, a corner. And honestly, Krause at the start, I think he would admit it himself, he was confused by the NSFL. Like a lot of players are, you know. Um, I don't blame them, it is confusing. I was confused my uh, first time around. Um, but I think now that he's kind of understood it and he's going to be like putting it together, like he's getting it now. And I think that's going to be really, really important going forward. Uh, looking at, um, who drafted them. I mean, the fact that, uh, Laxon and Kraus both went to San Jose is actually huge. I think they're going to be great together. Right. I think they're going to be amazing. That Like a great core for them to build around. Because they have Saxon in the third. Or not Saxon, Bass. Bass. They have Bass in the third round. And then they also got Laxon and Kraus in the seventh. So I think that's a really great core for them to build around uh, going forward. <clears throat> uh, next up we have, in round eight, kind of an unfortunate pick. Uh, Phalanx 32, uh, Sebastian Vettel. It's not unfortunate um, for any, like, player reason, because he's great. He's an awesome person, but uh, I believe one of his kids actually got sick, like, a couple of weeks ago. So, obviously, you can't really dedicate time to a league 
of something major like that happens um, in your life. So, uh, Phalanx, if you do listen to this by any chance, um, my heart goes out to you, man. Uh, good luck. Don't feel pressured to come back. Um, although I would love to talk to you again. You know, it's amazing. I, I love talking to you, dude. Um, and I can't wait to hear back from you once all of that blows over. Um, best of luck uh, going forward. <clears throat> Next, um, we have three picks in a row, actually. Uh, <laughs> we have For Sucks Fake, Snowy Wolves, and Orticam, uh, Damon Brooks, Sim Snowbo, and Samuel L. Saxon Sr. Uh, going down the list, uh, Damon Brooks um, was a player we got really late in DSFL drafts because he went inactive for a little while, and then we got an answer from him. Dualt liked the answers that he got, so we drafted him like pick 204 or something. So he went up like a hundred and something picks. Um, so that's some pretty, uh, <laughs> some pretty great math, um, you know. But he's he's another great player, um, great locker room guy. Uh, he's gonna re. I think he's really gonna start stepping it up as things go, <clears throat> especially because he actually got drafted to the same team as Morsey. So it's once again, it's like teammates feeding off each other, right? So I think those two uh, are going to be pretty good together uh, in Honolulu. <clears throat> now, pick 92. Oh boy. Pick 92. Uh, Snowy Wolves Sim Snowbo. Oh my god, I love this kid. I, I can't say anything I haven't said before. This is one of the nicest people in the league. Um, absolutely incredible like this kid is awesome he is one of the nicest people i have met on the internet in general uh and i'm really really happy he went to a great team um i think he's really gonna start stepping it up kind of as colorado starts pushing him to be the replacement for um uh who is wolfie mcdummy uh, i mean hell oh, look at that you have snowy wolves Replacing Wolfie McDummy, ain't that something? But he's just a great human being. Even if he doesn't replace Wolfie, he's just an awesome human being. And really, just having him in the locker room is going to make it like ten times better. So, next up, <coughs> we have uh, Orticam, Samuel L. Saxon Sr. Uh, I don't know if he's that active, really. He's, like, semi-active. And he's a solid player. He was an okay earner. Um, I actually haven't talked to him that much, unfortunately, because he just hasn't been around that much. But, you know, he's a great guy when I have talked to him, so really happy to see to, uh, him also going to a great team with uh, New Orleans. Um, really, really happy that uh, he's going to go to a team that's going to push uh, for him to be better. And really, if he can start stepping it up, I think he's going to be a great addition to that uh, New Orleans defense. Uh, scrolling further down the list, <coughs> we have some of our inactives, which is unfortunate. Um, Sean Ansari, as far as I can tell, is inactive. He really was inactive with us, which is kind of unfortunate. 
<clears throat> that's really not what you want to see out of a player. You want them to stay active in the locker room uh, as much as you can. You know, you do what you can to keep your players active, right? But um, it's just unfortunate. <clears throat> really missed him. Um, but hell, maybe he comes back. I hope he does. Um, that would be amazing. But we'll see. Uh, uh, 126 actually is interesting. Uh, the CC Tyron Shields, a corner. Uh, he is active, actually. Or he will be, I think. I remember draft night, I think. Um, we pinged him a bunch. He actually came back in. I think the issue he's having is he's working the health field right now, which obviously, you know, with all of the virus going around now, it's really, really tough. You know, they're working long hours, not very well protected, having to deal with thousands of infected patients, uh, potentially. So he can't dedicate time to the league right now, at least until this blows over, uh, which might not be for a while. So also, Shields, buddy, good luck. Like, it's going to be tough for you, but just good luck, man. Uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to do that. So you're tougher than me, that's for sure. Okay, continuing to scroll down the list, we have kind of some of our other inactives. Gazoid, uh, Bojangles, cornerback. I tried to keep this guy active. I kept trying to message him because he is actually friends with Light Noir, uh, who got drafted way, way earlier in the draft. And <laughs> I don't know. He just didn't want to do it. It's really unfortunate because I liked him. Talking to him. Uh, he seemed really, really excited. Like he wanted to join, have fun, but just wasn't to be, I guess. Not everyone wants to stick around. I don't blame them. This is a tough thing to sink time into. Uh, especially if you do as much as, like, I do. You know, with writing media, GM, podcast, that kind of thing. So, it's unfortunate. Um... Alright, next one, we have K-Town 93, Ricky Boomhauer, cornerback. I don't know if he's active. He might be. Um, but I'm not sure, unfortunately. Uh, but a lot of these guys further down are inactive, which is unfortunate. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Can't keep everyone active. And the fact that we missed on so many of these guys is disappointing. But, you know. It is what it is, right? Sometimes you hit, sometimes you miss a lot. <laughs> so, it's unfortunate. Alright. Uh, now that I've gone through all of that that I wanted to. Uh, let's answer some of these questions that I have. Uh, a lot of these are older. Unfortunately, because they were taken about over a month ago. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, I'll try and answer them as much as I can, really. Alright. So, Django Rhino asked, What should I be focused on as a rookie to help the team win and to get better? Really, all you can do as a player is consistently update um also 
asking questions about what your build should be is, I think, key. Because a lot of players like get confused and they put th they put it into weak, weird stats. You know, like people dump into intelligence or something as a wide receiver. And it's like, that can help, but that should be like a later stat you're looking at. But just getting better and helping the team win, it's all about just updating and being active in the locker room. Making sure that as many of your uh, fellow players stay active, you know, making sure that they're engaged. Um, that's really all that you can do as an individual player. Uh, next question, Sidis asking, why do you hate me? I don't, I promise, I really don't. Uh, if you, I know that he was referring to um, the draft night where I had an entire spiel against him uh, in the DSFL draft, and I kind of regret saying it now because it was kind of mean, but I don't, I promise, Sidis, uh, you're a great guy talking to you, um, just, I guess, unfortunate circumstances at the time. Okay, Shady Shoelace uh, asks, what can we expect from the race offense in season, well, season 20 is past, so <laughs> we won't talk about that, but um, this season uh, that we're talking about, let's say season 22, just because, uh, I think it's going to be kind of interesting because we're shift, I think we're shifting offenses a little bit, because Cooter's getting older, uh, Big Red, uh, Nate Swift, is also getting older. And our second best receiver is Pazuzu, Bender B. Rodriguez, who's a good player, but <clears throat> I don't know. I think I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to shift a little bit, especially with the acquisition of uh, Acura Skyline um, to replace uh, Ryan Drake and uh, Dax Frost. Um He's going to be a good pass catching back and a good backup. So I think it's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, second question he had was, who is the best GM you've ever had? Oh, that's a tough one because I've had some great GMs. Um, a lot of great GMs. Um, oh, God, I can't remember who my first GMs were when I was in San Antonio. I think it was Duilio and Revolution. If I remember correctly, I think they were the first two. And then I had Welkers and, oh god, was it Frick or someone else? I think it might have been Frick. But I know Welkers was one of them, for sure. And then, for you guys, I had, oh god. I know that we've had our GMs like switch hands at least once. Um... But I've had you and uh, Fly as GMs. And then, oh shit, who else did I have? Uh, let me see if I can actually find the announcements um, anywhere. Probably not, but it's worth a shot, I suppose. Let's see. Looking, looking, looking. That's Big Red leaving HO. That's not what I'm looking for. Let me see. Oh, man. I feel so bad. This, this is so much dead time, and I can't find it. Here we go. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, Big Red was my GM initially, and then we had Fly Eagles. Uh, my bet, the best pairing I had. That's a tough one, honestly, because I had some pretty great GMs. I don't re, I don't really think I've had GMs that I've disliked. Um, oh, this is actually a really tough question. If I had to choose one, like one, like a single, let's let's just say a single GM, it would probably have to be Duilio, just because he helped me a lot, like in my first year uh, in the league, because it was tough for me back then. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing, you know? Um, a lot of people have that experience, but he really helped me through that um, a lot, so... Duilio for sure. Uh, what rookie are you most excited to see in action? Oh god, this is another question that doesn't make sense anymore. But um, I, I guess I can reword it. What rookie was I most excited to watch uh, last season? Really, it probably has to be Thornton. I think um, he was like a really damn good player. Like he won Defensive Back of the Year. Uh, he was really versatile for us. He played corner. He played both safety positions because um, we were pretty bad at secondary because uh, our cornerback draft class was pretty terrible. So he was really, really good to have. Um, so, yeah, uh, that was great. And last question. Uh, how do you organize your draft board, IEDT? Well, I can tell you how we're valuing positions right now. Um, at the very least. So, right now, what we're looking at is probably DT. Uh, defensive line in general is kind of a big focus for us. Because all of our players, um, minus a few at those positions, are kind of mediocre. Um, like, Mar like, Von Pebbles is basically the only big exception to that. Like, he's a beast. But the rest of them are kind of meh. Um... So, those two positions are the major ones we're looking at. Uh, we're also worried about linebacker. Although, less so because we still have Saxon and Kennedy. Um, so, that's going to be pretty big. Um, but we probably want a third one. Uh, corner is another potential big one. Um, even with Gazoid and Krause. Um... The rest of our guys are mostly inactive. So uh, we really need more help with that position. And uh, we probably want a third safety if we can get him just for backup. Because Thornton's probably gone next season. There's no way he's staying down for another season after this one. Um, so, yeah, we need help all over the defense. Uh, offensively, it's probably wide receiver for sure. Um, because we only have two right now. We have SFF, or SS, FSF, god damn it. <laughs> uh, we have Brooks and Thompson at the moment. Thompson is dead in IA. Um, and Brooks is a solid earner, but we would really like a good contributor, like now, because F, 
SF is not going to be here forever. So getting some extra guys there would be great. <clears throat> Probably adding a running back maybe later would be good. Um, the running back class this year is kind of meh, so no one we're really looking at is great. Um, T, we're pretty set. Um, we still have Greg. Hoff somehow survived regression, which is insanity. Like, he legitimately survived regression as a DSFL tight end, which is pretty insane. Um, but we still have those two. Uh, obviously, we're playing Greg in the vast majority of formations. Uh, we don't have Rainier Wolfcastle anymore. He got the call up finally. Um, so, yeah, we really just need help all over the team, mostly because our draft last season wasn't particularly good. And a lot of the good players we got uh, got taken up. So uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, really, there's a lot for us to improve. But I think we can do it. Uh, it's going to take some time. But there's enough players in this draft that it's not like a 40-person draft. Like, this is around 80 prospects. So I think there's enough depth in this draft for us to really um, make something happen here. Get some extra players, get some good locker room guys in. Um, and I think it's gonna be good. So yeah, uh, that's really all I have to talk about this episode. Um, I might make up some more stuff next episode, kind of as preseason ends maybe, like talking about team rankings. But since we're in the offseason and I can't talk too much about the DSFL draft, um, I'm keeping it relatively short. So uh, if you are listening, uh, thank you very much. Any feedback, of course, is appreciated. And uh, good night.